Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, and Donald Trump. And a friend of mine for a long time, he uh, only likes politics. If you ask him about how are the Yankees doing, he has no interest. If you ask him almost anything, he likes politics and he's a professional at the highest level. Roger Stone. All of these presidents relied on one man to secure their seat in the Oval Office. That man is Roger Stone. This is the Roger Stone Show on 77 WABC. Presented by Legacy Precious Metals. This is a Roger Stone, and we're back on the Roger Stone Show here at 77 WABC Radio. Folks tune in to the Roger Stone Show, mostly because they love politics and My guest today, Doug Kaplan, is one of the foremost survey researchers uh, and political consultants in the country uh, with uh, more than 12 years in experience uh, in American politics. Uh, He has empowered companies, nonprofits, as well as candidates to thrive by offering services in public relations, digital marketing, direct mail campaigns, call management, and Precise and deadly accurate polling, that is uh, survey research. Uh, I'm delighted to have Doug Kaplan join me today on the Roger Stone Show. Thank you, Roger. It's an honor. How are you? So uh, you have given political commentary for uh, Politico, uh, Bloomberg, the Washington Post, the Washington Times, uh, the Orlando Sentinel, and many others. Uh, I've heard you on the Howie Carr Show, on NPR, uh, on uh, uh, All America's News. Uh, I'm really delighted that you could make the time to talk to us uh, today. You've conducted uh, over 500 public uh, opinion polls uh, in your uh, career. Uh, You've been involved literally in thousands of political campaigns. Uh, Starting off, tell me your Uh, impressions uh, of the final results uh, of the much-covered Iowa caucuses? Yeah, listen, it couldn't be better news for uh, President Trump. Um, He got over 50 percent. I I believe it was a record margin. We're close to it. Um, You know, DeSantis got to kick it out. Not great news for him, though. In in the cold weather, uh, where it fell minus 20, we were told he had this enormous ground game. If that was the case, he should have turned out more people. He barely beat Nikki Haley, who really had no money in Iowa. So I think that Trump did well. Um, DeSantis, not so good. And Haley survives to New Hampshire. Uh, to me, I think the intensity uh, of, the, uh, of Trump's supporters has been a key factor in this first contest. I think it's going to be a key factor in New Hampshire, also a key factor going forward. The the Trump voter uh, is a very deeply committed voter. Uh, did you detect this kind of intensity in your uh, in your polling? Absolutely. Like you, like you said, Roger, it's a movement, and it's hard to beat a movement without COVID and you know 
and uh, campaigning in his basement with the mask, it's hard to see Trump losing last time or you know, whatever might have happened. But it's hard to see Biden getting anywhere near close if the condition of COVID doesn't happen when it happens. Well, I did. Uh, I was uh, happy, obviously, that he uh, crested 50 percent. I, in my own personal prediction, I thought he was he might he might. I was feared that he might fall just short of it. Still uh, an amazing double digit. Uh, victory over the nearest contender, uh, but um, I was really delighted when he uh, uh, beat the odds, uh, particularly given uh, the frigid conditions. Uh, it's kind of interesting when you look at the at the uh, lessons of history. Uh, in 1980, Ronald Reagan, uh, running in the Iowa caucuses. Uh, had a 22-point lead over his nearest challenger, uh, former U.N. ambassador then George H.W. Bush in Iowa. Uh, but Reagan was overconfident, uh, dropped into the state, did a couple high-profile events, but did very, very little retail campaigning, did uh, very few public events. And then uh, he was uh, shocked uh, in an upset. Uh, and for a brief moment, about a week, it actually appeared that George Bush had what he called the big mo. Uh, then, interestingly enough, George Bush made the exact same mistake. In other words, Reagan headed directly to New Hampshire, and he stayed there for over a week, right up until they counted the votes. Uh, and uh, he, even though he was a August, former governor of California, he did a series uh, of rallies, but just hit the streets doing personal campaigning. Uh, George Bush left New Hampshire early, confident of victory, went back to Houston, uh, and uh, that was the de facto end of any real prospect that George H.W. Bush would defeat uh, Ronald Reagan to become president. It's amazing right. to me how Trump has learned the history the, from the lessons of history, from the mistakes of others. Uh, he made uh, a, an incredible foray into Iowa uh, in its frigid conditions, uh, uh, arriving Saturday night before the caucuses, did, uh, I think, three rally events that Sunday, campaigned all day Monday, stayed in Iowa until the results were known, and then, and only then, did he fly to New York, where he had to appear in court, uh, and then fly immediately to New Hampshire. How significant are these campaign appearances uh, as they fit into the Trump phenomena? Yeah, it's just something I don't think we've probably have seen, you know, in 50 or 60 years. I mean, it's just an incredible. It's just an, it's just an incredible uh, phenomenon. Plus, he gets, you know, these people come, they get excited, they turn out to vote. He gets information on all these people, their names, their emails, their contact information, so he can contact them again. So it's just an just an enormous thing with the rallies. You know, he's pulling tens of thousands of of people in places like New Hampshire. I mean, you know, no one else could do that. It's a real movement. Maybe Obama could have done that in 2008. Maybe that, you know, that was the last time that we saw a movement. Other than that, no one else could. Now, you make an excellent point. I mean, having been in politics for 45 years, I can tell you that we used to have to work hard to get people to turn out for our rallies. 
even for presidential candidates. There's a number of areas where Donald Trump really breaks the mold, where you can't compare him uh, to anybody who came before him. First of all, of course, he's the first business person to become president prior to Donald Trump. All of our presidents were either governors or senators or congressmen or generals. Uh, the Republican Party nominated a businessman in 1940. That was Wendell Wilkie. Uh, he ran the strongest race against uh, Franklin Roosevelt of any of the four challengers uh, to Roosevelt. He got 26 million votes, uh, but he was uh, defeated. Uh, all of the conventional uh, rules are off the table when it comes to Donald Trump. Not only does he turn out thousands of people for these rallies, uh, and, and believe me, when he goes to a state, any state, I'm contacted by people I know in that state asking me whether I can get them on the list, whether I can get them priority seating, whether I can get them right. in the gate. Uh, it, it's He really is a phenomenon. The other place I think he's an interesting phenomenon uh, is his endorsement within the Republican Party really packs a wallop. Uh, I have yeah. not looked at any poll anywhere in the country for any office over the last year uh, in which when you test the question, uh, would you be more likely or less likely to vote for a candidate, let's say, for Congress if he was endorsed by Donald Trump, where that positive number is less than 60. I mean, Doug, have you ever seen that before in your many years of polling? No, no, never. I mean, I mean his, like you said, his endorsement is worth an enormous amount of, of points. It's very rare that uh, when he endorses someone, they lose a Republican primary. I mean, he's probably at a 90%, uh, you know, 90%, 90% streak there. Uh, so it's just an enormous, enormous thing. Uh, how do you uh, see uh, New Hampshire uh, unfolding, uh, given the data that you've, uh, not only your own data, but the data that you've been looking at? You know, I, I, I had, we, we put out a poll in, in a couple of months ago. We saw Haley rising. Um, you know, the Spanish people are very nasty about it. They were attacking, et cetera. Um, the thing is that Haley's been rising. There's been polls which show her at second. But I think that she made a critical error. I think by canceling the debates with Sanders this weekend, where is she going to get any momentum at? Trump has all the momentum. At least she could have went into those debates and she could have attacked Trump. He wasn't there to respond. Now there's nothing for her to do to get any momentum. Um, it's, New Hampshire's a good state for Haley. A lot of Democrats are going to vote and a lot of uh, liberal independents are going to vote because they have no one else to vote for. Um, but Trump won that state overwhelmingly last time against Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio. Uh, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I, uh, it's interesting to me that uh, that Governor Ron DeSantis has uh, dropped uh, not only to third place, but to 5% of okay. the vote. I mean, did you find this surprising? Well, you know, so, so, so when he when he's faced with Rubio, he won overwhelmingly in New Hampshire last time. I see if Haley doesn't win by at least under 10 points, I don't know how she continues because then she's going to lose her home state the second, the, the, the next week ahead. Um, so it's just, you know, Trump is so far ahead of these people, so it's not when they're going to drop out. It's, you know, it's not if they're going to drop out, it's when. 
Um, and they're, they're just hanging around because they think something might happen with the court, something like that. That's the only reason why they're still in the game. Uh, here's, uh, I guess, the $24 question. What happened to Ron DeSantis? I mean, I, I gave my views earlier in the show, but uh, there was a time, yeah. as you know, he was leading Trump nationally. He was leading Trump uh, in the early states. Uh, his campaign certainly had no lack of resources. He's spent between super PACs and his own fundraising, $150 plus million. Uh, what went wrong here? Because whatever went wrong, went wrong big time. He's, he's big not time. even in double digits now in New Hampshire. He's dropped to 5%. He might be behind Chris Christie, who might not even in the race anymore. That's how bad it is for him in New Hampshire. I guess that's um, true happened? because Christie's name is still on the ballot since it's too late to get it off. Yeah. Well, what what happened to him was, listen, he ran against Andrew. People, he did have a he did have a large. You live in Florida. He he had a large victory last time, but so did Ashley Moody and Jimmy Petronas. Same same margins, about twenty points. It was just a bad year in Florida for the Democrats. You know. Um, people read too much into that. They forgot four years before this was the same guy that only beat Andrew Gilliam by half a point, a guy under federal investigation that was known for you know taking tickets to Hamilton, stuff like that, uh, who was later indicted, uh, you know, got busted smoking crack, male prostitutes, and only won that race by half a point, and there was a major recount. Um, so he was never a great candidate, and. Uh, that, and then, you know, he had a, listen, he had a super majority in the Florida legislature. So he had a lot done, a lot of stuff that he got, was able to get done. He never had a Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer to deal with. So if, if you have a super majority, you can get a lot done. And they were beholden to him um, because they, they, they thought he was going to win. And, you know, a lot of the fights that he got into, he's lost in court. Um, so it looked great on paper, but, but, but he spent a ton of money, taxpayer money in court. And the final thing is in Florida, where he's under 50% now, favorable, which is amazing, the home insurance crisis is starting to catch up to him, where people lost, you know, people, insurance of doubling, tripling, quadrupling. You know, if you're on a fixed income, even if you're wealthy, you, you can't afford the insurance anymore. And it's finally caught up to him. And people are paying attention to that issue uh, locally. But I, I think DeSantis, with with Trump, yeah, it's just hard to explain. You know, he wanted to run a race. He never wanted to offend Trump. So he really never went after him with all that money. Um, and, you know, he hired the same people as Ted Cruz, the same exact people. They ran the same exact race. Um, and, and they just squandered $100, $150 million on, 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 on nothing. So it, it, it's, it's, it's a pretty... It's a pretty amazing thing. And, and you look at Marco Rubio endorsed Trump the other day. It was really a spit in the face of, of his home governor, DeSantis. And that was all about control of the Republican Party in Florida for 2028, you know. Um, that's what that was about. Um, but I don't think we've ever seen a campaign run like DeSantis before, uh, an implosion like him. He was at 30, 35 percent. Now he's down to 10. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all-natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Yeah, early on, uh, he refrained from uh, uh, attacking uh, Donald Trump, even though he was under withering attack from Trump, who charged him with disloyalty, given Trump's uh, role in DeSantis's meteoric rise. People right. who don't live in Florida may not be aware of the fact that 2018, Ron DeSantis was a largely unknown congressman, uh, with a not uh, particularly distinguished record, uh, struggling uh, in the polls in a race for governor, struggling to raise money. Uh, and uh, it was only the tweeted endorsement of Donald Trump, uh, which catapulted DeSantis to the Republican gubernatorial nomination. Uh, and then after two, I would argue, bad debates with the mayor of Jacksonville, uh, Andrew Gillum, at best a draw, although if you go back and look at them now, uh, Gillum's uh, superior knowledge of state issues and efforts to move to the center, despite the fact that he was in fact a radical progressive, uh, Donald Trump had to come to Florida, change his schedule uh, in the last two weeks to come to Florida three times, to literally drag Ron DeSantis uh, across the finish line. I I think I was one of the first people in the country to tell President Trump that Ron DeSantis was going to challenge him in 2024. And he honestly, the first time I told him, he didn't believe me. Uh, And then shortly thereafter, he said, you know, I think this guy might be prepared to challenge me. Uh, And I said, yes, he is. And then the third time it was kind of, Wow, this SOB, this ingrate is actually going to run against me. But in politics, your campaign has to have a rationale. Why are you running? Right. Uh, if What's he was going to try to be the America First candidate, that space was already taken by the originator of the America First movement, Donald J. Trump himself. He had no. He he had no argument. Listen, he, he got a billion dollars in free press from Rupert Murdoch, and he thought that's what life was about. He never had a hard interview before. I mean, they were fawning on him of, on Fox News for about a year, and that, now he's complaining that that stopped. But his press was just enormous. They'd have him on there every single day, and they would just fawn over him. And he must have got a billion dollars of free press, you know, and that went away for him. That's that's another thing that hurt him as well. Yeah, I ha- still so I kept the the copy of the New York Post, the headline of which is "De Future," which was uh, the day after uh, he won stunning re-election. 
that hasn't worked out so well. And then, ironically, towards the end of the race, his attacks on President Donald Trump got increasingly shrill, increasingly personal. He essentially said he, he's too old for the job. He, he relies on a teleprompter. Uh, he didn't keep any of his promises. But then the most outrageous one is uh, that he was getting support from the conservative media, uh, including Fox, which, uh, right. of course, is, is outrageous because Fox uh, gave DeSantis an incredible ride. Oh, yeah. uh, also, Harper Collins the publishing house owned by Rupert Murdoch and the News Corporation gave Ron uh, a multi-million dollar advance uh, for a book that I think sold uh, well fewer than 30,000 copies. So uh, HarperCollins lost money on that, but Ron DeSantis for the first time in his life became a millionaire uh, he right. and his wife. So nobody could have gone into this race with greater uh, uh, assets, I won't say advantages, I'd say assets than Ron DeSantis had. Uh, and then uh, the irony of ironies, he says on MSNBC that no, he, he doesn't believe that the 2020 election was stolen. There were no irregularities. Uh, he didn't think there was anything wrong with Fox News calling Arizona for Biden before they had counted the votes in Arizona. Yet he was complaining that on caucus night, based on projections from key precincts, uh, that Fox and virtually every other news outlet had already declared Donald Trump the winner, while some caucus sites were still voting. The hypocrisy here is really thick, really thick. Yeah, exactly. He also got exposed nationally. It's much different running in Florida against Adam Putnam or Charlie Crist. When you, you, have, you have money and, you know, you, you run on television and, and you don't have to go in, you know, little restaurants and meet people for coffee. And he's just not a good retail politician. You know, usually the guy who's second usually comes back and wins the t nomination in 2028. He's by far not the favorite. I mean, we're, we're talking four years down the road. But he's, he, he's by far not the favorite to come back and say, okay, I'm going to pull a Nixon and come back. No way. I, I don't see how he does it. He's out of politics in two years. Yeah, I agree with that. People may not know this, but Florida has a term limitation, so he's in his second and therefore last term uh, for as governor. Uh, as uh, Doug Kaplan just told us, Senator Marco Rubio, uh, the uh, the senior senator from Florida, uh, uh, endorsed Donald Trump only days ago. That means both U.S. senators in Florida have now endorsed Donald Trump in Ron DeSantis's home state. And the deadline, happens. the deadline for DeSantis to take his name off the presidential primary ballot in Florida passed back on December 12th. It's too late to get his name off the ballot, even if he were, and I'm not saying he will, because he's certainly sharing his thoughts with me, but even if he were to withdraw from the race after the drubbing he's going to take next Tuesday in New Hampshire. It's too late to get his name off the Florida ballot. Uh, right now, he would lose by, I would say, 50 points in his home state to Donald Trump. What an embarrassment. Yeah, yeah terrible. It, it, it really is. It really, it really is terrible. He also comes back to Florida in a different world. He's a lame duck. There are other people that are going to run for governor. Um, you know, people are talking about his wife running for governor. 
You know, that's, 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 that's how much power he had just a couple of months ago. Uh, now there's all different types of factions that are going to be fighting for, for, for that, you know, nomination and winning governor and win, winning the race. So he's not going to have the power that he once did where he's going to have a rubber stamp in the legislature. They're going to, you know, they're going to have the control. They have the supermajority. They can override them. And um, I think so, so it's just a different atmosphere. And again, like you said, in two years, he's done. He's out of politics. He's had no Senate seat he can run for. Scott is running this year. So six more years. Or Rubio uh, ran two years ago. So he's still four more years before his seat is. So he's, he's literally out of politics for two years with nothing to do. Now, and, without the, and without the governorship, no fulcrum right. from which to raise money. I mean, a lot of the money he raised was special interest money, people who gave not because they liked him, but because they felt that they had to. Uh, uh, that, that, that's know. right. And again, it was a Florida PAC, which he totally took that money and put it into a federal PAC, which never should have happened. If the FEC did anything, you know, they should have investigated that, because you can't transfer money like that, the way he did that. Yeah, the legality of that is, uh, as you point out, quite questionable. Uh, Doug, what is the what's the future of Nikki Haley in this race? She's uh, she's at least in double digits in New Hampshire. She's got Governor Chris Sununu, uh, the the moderate Republican governor, uh, working uh, overtime to try to drag uh, uh, non-Republicans into the Republican primary. Uh, as you point out, the, the, the schedule goes next to her home state of South Carolina, uh, where she's also trailing Trump badly. Uh, what does she have to do in New Hampshire to be viable uh, in this race? Well, she's got she's to she's come within 10, I think. Um, and she's got to at least finish second in South Carolina, her home state, by the way. Um, to last is Super Tuesday, and that's 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 what she's hoping for. Um, and then DeSantis drops out, so it's a, it's a one-on-one race, her versus Trump. Uh, and she lives another day. Maybe she gets you know some Super PAC money um, in there, and she's able to to, to win some delegates in, in some 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 open primary states where independents and Democrats can vote. It is impressive that she's probably the last person standing. When she really didn't have any any consultants or any uh, money or any big backers, so for her to get ahead of the Sanders and the rest of, of of the crew is is quite impressive of what she's done. But but she has no chance. I mean, you know, president, but it is impressive of what she's done. Yeah, what I would not like to see is a situation like we had in 1980, where after Reagan had clearly dispatched Bush. Uh, and uh, had enough delegates to be nominated. Bush remained in the race largely just because he still had money in the bank uh, due to shrewd campaign budgeting by James A. Baker III, his campaign manager, uh, and Bush was de facto running for vice president. Uh, This whole idea of a Bush-Haley ticket uh, is extremely distasteful to me uh, and most America first Republicans uh, that I know. You got two factors here. First, there is the personal integrity factor. Uh, Nikki Haley looked Donald Trump in the eye uh, and told him that if he ran, he was among our greatest presidents and she would not run. And then she broke her word. DeSantis was more duplicitous. He just did it. He never promised not to do it. He just did it. Uh, But in the case of Nikki Haley, she lied to the man himself. And then secondarily, their views are just so 
antithetically different uh, when it comes to our foreign entanglements. Trump was elected in 2016 as a non-interventionist. He was very uh, successful as president of bringing our troops home without the countries in the Middle East where they were stationed collapsing into uh, chaos, unlike what Biden did in Afghanistan. Uh, the American people, I don't think, have any taste for more endless foreign war costing us billions of dollars when we have very real problems, very real issues here in the United States. Uh, I, I, this is the exact wrong time for a candidate who in many ways, at least on the foreign policy front, uh, is a pale comparison to Joe Biden. It's hard for me to see where their views diverge. Uh, I don't think there's a constituency for that neocon foreign war philosophy in the modern Republican Party. I agree. I don't. It's, I don't. It's, just, it's a it's a percentage. For a lot of those people have moved already. They're Democrats now. Um, you know, they, they're, they're you know the strong Bush voters, the neoconservatives. They become they become Bush voters. They become uh, Democrats already. Um, the people that you see on MSNBC and CNN that were once Republicans or call themselves Republicans, and you know, Republicans are name only, but they, they voted for Joe Biden. So they already moved. Um, to think, you know, I, I highly doubt he picks a Nikki Haley. Like, I don't think he needs her. You know, and he could pick some, I think he picks someone like Elise Stefanik or, or Tim Scott. I think Haley and him would, be, would just not get along, and it would be a, a disaster. He's got to pick someone like, like that would, that would like a, a, a Pence model where they're not going to overshadow him or, or, or make it about them. But well, it uh, wrong, you know? uh, former President Richard Nixon once told me when choosing a vice president, don't look for someone who can help you. There is no one who can help you. Just look for someone who doesn't hurt you. Uh, exactly. I, I joked a couple weeks ago that if Donald Trump picked uh, Nikki Haley, uh, well, he'd need a, a food taster. Uh, I think the the blood is not good. Uh, I think there's very little prospect. I think you said it best, Doug. He, he doesn't need uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, she hasn't developed uh, the kind of uh, uh, following in the country. Uh, I think she confounded a lot of people uh, on, on caucus night when she said, even though she came in third, this is now a two-person race. Although, uh, now that you look at these poll numbers, that may actually be true. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is a two-person race, unless somehow DeSantis surprises in South Carolina. Um, I, I just don't know how he, how he does it, since it's her state. She's going to get some... Granted, she hasn't been governor in a while, but, but it's hard to think all of a sudden DeSantis is going to leapfrog, especially when he doesn't... He doesn't have any, um, where is he going to get the momentum from? He doesn't get to debate her. So that could be a reason why she canceled it as well, to save herself in South Carolina. In case she made a mistake, um, she would have, you know, she saved herself in South Carolina. But it's just hard to see how the status has any money after South Carolina if he finishes third. So it seems to me like it's a, it's a two-person race. And really what's saving Haley is independents and Democrats. She performs well in these open primary states like New Hampshire, where the Democrats can vote and the independents can vote. In a state like Florida, where only Republicans can vote, she doesn't perform well. Um, she still performs better than DeSantis, but, but she doesn't perform. She's 40 points behind Trump instead of 20 points behind Trump. So, 
Uh, I think that's just, our stories. Uh, we're almost uh, at the end here, so but let's uh, let's hit this uh, as kind of our final point. How do you see a Trump Biden race based on everything you are looking at? Well, I think the polls are, are kind of irrelevant at this point. I, I think it's very close. I think the problem for Biden is that they claim they got in. This is what they claim. They claim they got the deficit under control. Stock markets at record highs. Unemployment's pretty low. Yet he's still, you know, at 40 percent of his favorables. What happens if something goes wrong uh, on the economy? Like, you know, something big. What 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 is he going to do? Where, where is his momentum going to come from? How is he going to gain votes if he's already not winning in in the polls? I I, I don't know what he does to, to gain. Um, so that's that, that's going to be his problem. Um, I, I don't know what his plan or what his plan for the future is. And I think immigration is just killing him, killing him, killing him, killing him. All right. Unfortunately, we have to wrap it up there. Let me thank my uh, guest, uh, pollster Doug Kaplan. And folks, uh, this has been The Roger Stone Show. Please hang on for my good friend Joe Piscopo, who's going to be right up with Sundays with Sinatra. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.